What's happening, everybody? On today's show, CBS Sports has released their 2022 college football coaching rankings. We'll run through each of the SEC coaches and figure out who's ranked too high, too low, and about right. Also, go around the conference as a big rule change has taken place across college football. Steve Sarkeesian firing up Texas fans for the Bama matchup. And former NFL head coach is joining the South Carolina staff. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC. Your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it is where the game starts. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. We know the transfer portal is a big part of college football these days and players moving all around these last couple off seasons. And you still got the 25 scholarship per year cap that has been really hard for coaches and schools to manage their rosters. Well, on Wednesday, NCAA Division I Council acted to alleviate those problems. According to the NCAA, they are doing away with the 25 scholarship limit for the next two years. So the only thing that matters now is that teams have 85 scholarships to use. This is going to be interesting to say the least because there are going to be schools that abuse it. There are going to be schools that kick off, kick guys off their team. Oh, I can get a four-star uh, on top of my 25. That's not if I can get an extra four or five-star in here. Walk on, hit the road. See ya. We'll be very interested to see how this uh, shakes out. Look, I know there's been schools like Kansas that have been limited roster-wise because of that cap, that 25-player uh, cap. This is going to alleviate a lot of those problems. But, man, it uh, the Wild Wild West was already a thing with the transfer portal being what it is now. Uh, it's about to get even wilder with uh, the NCAA lifting that uh, restriction. So, doing away, no 25 scholarship limit for the next two years. You got 85 scholarships to use any way you want. If you only have 40, you know, what was LSU after their bowl game? 40 kids on scholarship? Just have at it. Go get as many other scholarship kids as you want to add to your roster. This will be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, some other news. Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian going to take on Nick Saban in week two of the upcoming college football season. It'll be a big game. We talked about it earlier this week that uh, Fox is going to broadcast the game, and a lot of fans are scared it's going to be an 11 a.m. Central kickoff in Austin. But Steve Sarkeesian not worried about what time they play the game. He was at an event in Houston this week talking to a bunch of Longhorn alums, and he said when it's time to play, the Longhorns will be ready. Uh, basically said uh, we're, we're ready to kick their butt no matter when we play them. So Steve, Steve Sarkeesian up for the challenge of taking on Alabama. Uh, his exact quote was, uh, he said, well, you know, it doesn't matter the, the time. You guys just better be there supporting us. 
So we'll see. Uh, I know a lot of Texas fans want to avoid the heat of you know, playing a game at 11 a.m. Central. Uh, some fans taking matters into their own hands. A change.org petition has been started up by some Texas fans to get Fox to make the game uh, move to a nighttime kickoff. Had over 400 signatures. See if they can keep adding to that list, but I have a feeling Fox is going to do what they want. They're not going to listen to uh, a couple hundred fans who've signed a petition. In other SEC news, Freddie Kitchens, who played quarterback at Alabama back in the 90s, been an assist, NFL assistant coach since 2006, even served as the Cleveland Browns head coach two, uh, three years ago. This past year, he's on the staff of the New York Giants. Now he's heading to the SEC. South Carolina announced via Twitter that Freddie Kitchens will be joining Shane Beamer's staff as a senior football analyst. He was an assistant at Mississippi State from 04 to 05. Now he will get a chance to work with Spencer Radler, try to get him ready for the NFL level. And a recruiting note, Vanderbilt lost a recruit from their 2023 class. Reese Mooney, a three-star quarterback, tweeted out on social media that his recruitment is 100% open. He committed to Vandy in November, has over 30 offers. He is from the state of Louisiana, was expected to uh, also play baseball at Vanderbilt. But we will see uh, what happens with him. Vandy is monitoring Lipscomb Academy three-star quarterback Hank Brown as offensive coordinator quarterbacks coach Joey Lynch has evaluated the Illinois native multiple times in person, but the doors have not offered him so far. So we'll keep an eye on that. And a quick basketball note, uh, Sean Phillips. He is a four-star seven-footer uh, in basketball. He has the nickname of Baby Shaq. He has signed to play at LSU next season. His new head coach, Matt McMahon, building that roster for next season. Phillips played this past year in Glendale, Arizona. He is rated the number 20 center in the class of 2023. So a uh, big addition there for LSU basketball. That is the latest news going on around the conference. Thank you guys again for making Lockdown SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we're going to run through the CBS sports rankings of all the SEC coaches, where they rank according to CBS sports. I'm a little shocked how high some of these guys are and how low some of the guys are. We'll get to that in just a second. But I need to remind you about our friends over at uh, Bet Online. They are the number one source. They continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including uh, the NBA playoffs, which are in the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. You've got MLB, which is uh, rolling along, uh, fights, and even next season's NFL futures, some college football stuff there as well, like uh, Heisman odds and other stuff. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today, use your mobile device, learn about the trends in action. Bet Online, it is where. The game starts. Bookmark it. Make sure it is how you start each day. BetOnline.net is the place to go. Go 
going along here, Locked On SEC, and as we were talking about CBS Sports back ranking the college football coaches of the Power Five conferences, including Notre Dame, ahead uh, of the upcoming season, a panel of CBS experts turned in their ballots with a simple mission, as they state. They rank the 65 Power Five coaches from best to worst. There are no parameters on how they should be ranked. Uh, one could rank strictly on records and accomplishments in their career. Another could rank on what they think these coaches will accomplish in their new job, uh, how they've lived up to expectations. There's no rules in how CBS Sports does it. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's jump into the CBS Sports college football coaching rankings. And coming in at number 57, so he's not dead last. He's not 65, but coming in at number 57 is Clark Lee at Vanderbilt. They write, Vanderbilt went 2-10 and in Lee's first season, did not win an SEC game, but the voters saw reasons to be optimistic about the future as he climbed six spots in the rankings, a recruiting class that ranked 32nd nationally. Plays a big role in that optimism. So Clark Lee up six spots from last year. Coming in at number 48, Brian Harson at Auburn. I uh, said, look at what Auburn has done to Harson." He came to Auburn last year with enough reputation to debut in the rankings at 27th last year. He ranked 27th among college coaches last year. And a 6-7 and seven season later, not to mention surviving a possible coup, that has him dropping 21 spots in the rankings. The good news is hopes for Auburn, our expectations aren't the highest in 2022. So if Harson can exceed those minimal expectations, he could fly right back up this board. The bad news is, hopes aren't high for Auburn in 2022, and Harson is already on the hot seat. So, Brian Harson, the 48th best coach in the country. What's crazy about this is, and I always go back to it, that Iron Bowl, they had Bama beat. <laughs> if, uh, if the running back just stays in bounds, they can run more clock, Brian Harson is being... There's a parade being thrown for him at Auburn in beating Alabama in year one uh, on the Plains. Instead, you blow the game, you go to overtime, Bama pulls out a miracle win, and suddenly you lose your bowl game to Houston and you're 6-7, and seven, and everybody's down on you. It is amazing how that one game, that one ending of that game, really just changed a lot of perception and attitude towards Brian Harrison. I'm going to be optimistic on Harrison. I'm going to say I think he... I think he is a better coach than we're giving him credit for right now. Coming in at number 46, so two spots ahead of Brian Harson, it is Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri. CBS Sports writes, taking over Mizzou in a pandemic is hard, but Drinkwitz, 5-5 five and five record in 2020, provided a lot of optimism. Perhaps it set expectations a little too high. The Tigers went 6-7 and seven last year, reached a bowl game, but it felt like a bit of a letdown. I don't think it's fair, but given the cutthroat nature of coaching the SEC, our opinion doesn't matter much. That was uh, CBS Sports. He was up from or down from 43 in 2021 to 46 overall this offseason. I will mention Brent Venables at Oklahoma comes in at 45. He's the new head coach at Oklahoma. They'll be in the SEC here in the next couple of years, so just keeping dibs on, on where he is. Coming in at number 41, I don't know why. I just like this guy. I'm bullish on Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer comes in at 41. CBS Sports says we got a big-time riser here in Shane Beamer. 
He checked in at number 65 in the rankings last season. When you shocked the world by going 7-6, and six, when you, you were expected to win, what, three or four games last year, you top it all off by having a bucket of mayo dumped on your head at the bowl game, you gain respect in these rankings. CBS Sports says, fully admit, we were skeptical of the Beamer hire last season, but quickly coming around on that. So Shane Beamer moves up from 65 in the rankings a year ago to 41 this offseason. I'll tell you what, if he can win some games with Spencer Radler, pull off a big upset or two, Shane Beamer's going to keep climbing into these ranks. And uh, look, he's recruiting very well, managing the transfer portal. See how much higher Shane Beamer can go. This one is very interesting. And again, I, I mentioned I threw in Oklahoma. I threw in Texas here, too. Steve Sarkeesian is 39th on this list. list. Um, man, it's... You can't help but say it was a hugely disappointing year one in Austin. He went 5-7. and seven, Lost six of the last seven games, including to Kansas. Missed a bowl game for the first time since 2016. But they still have Steve, Sar- Steve Sarkeesian ranked as a top 40 coach in the country. Just seems a bit... Uh, I would have Sark lower on this list just because we got to go off of what we saw last year. Coming in at number 33 on this list, it is Josh Heupel at Tennessee. And the write-up says, this has nothing to do with Heupel specifically, but we smell some SEC bias here. Heupel exceeded expectations at Tennessee in his first year, put together a fun offense, led them to a... 7-6 mark in the Music City Bowl. However, if he'd done the same thing in a program in another Power 5, it would not warrant him climbing up 19 spots where he was 52 last offseason, up to 33. CBS Sports says they're skeptical. All that aside, he's the first Tennessee coach to finish his first season in Knoxville with a winning record since Lane Kiffin. Simply sticking around for a second season puts him ahead of schedule from that perspective. Look, again... There was no criteria on this, but I think you've got to judge the guy as a whole. Josh Heupel at UCF was a largely very successful head coach. In year one at Tennessee, walking into what he walked into with all the limitations that they had at at Knoxville last year, 7-6 and was remarkable. And they figured out the offense, they made it fun to watch, and they found a a star in Hendon Hooker. I would probably have Josh Heupel a little bit higher ranked than 33 on this list. But I move one spot higher. And again, this is the CBS Sports rankings. They have Billy Napier from Florida at 32. And they say Napier is the highest ranked new hire without previous Power 5 experience. And it's not surprising. It comes to Gainesville having won two straight Sunbelt titles. He claimed at least a share of the Sunbelt West in all four seasons at ULL. That success combined with prior stops at Alabama and Clemson under Nick Saban and Daryl Sweeney are just some of the reasons to have optimism of how things will go with the Gators. I think this is too high for Billy Napier. I like Billy Napier. I think he's going to be a good coach eventually at Florida. I would not have him ranked in the top 32 coaches in all of college football, and I would not have him ahead of Josh Heupel. Again, skins on the wall matter. I know what Billy Napier did at ULL. But we got to also consider, if, if we're giving him credit for that, we got to give Josh Heupel credit for what he did at UCF. I would have Josh Heupel ahead of Billy Napier. That's just my opinion on the rankings. And then rounding out, outside of the top 25, just outside of the top 25, we find Mike Leach at Mississippi State. And here's what they say. Mike Leach is Mike Leach, and he's going to give you Mike Leach. 
Been a familiar trend with him at each of his three coaching stop stops where things somewhat slowly start to build, but keep building when he's given time. In his third year at Texas Tech, the Red Raiders improved to 9-5 and five and grabbed everyone's attention for the first time. It didn't happen until his fourth season at Washington State. In his second season at Mississippi State, the Bulldogs went from 4-7 and seven to 7-6. Seven and six. Are we on the verge of a breakthrough season? We don't know, but Leach will be back in the top 25 next year. He went from 33 last year. He's now ranked 26th in the uh, head coaching rankings on CBS Sports. So Mike Leach, 26. I think that's fair. Again, no criteria here, but if I was doing this, I would consider big picture. All the stops he's been, what he's done in the past, combined with where he is right now. I just think they've got to recruit a little bit better in Mississippi State. And if he could find a big stud, five-star receiver, running back, tight end, something to go with the quarterback play. And Will Rogers is fine, but he would be light years better if you surround him with a ton of talent. I think it would take that Mississippi State offense to another level, and I think they'd be pulling off some upsets every week in the SEC. But it's a fair ranking. Mike Leach, 26th overall in the country, according to CBS Sports. Coming up next, we're going to hit the top 25 and the SEC coaches who find themselves in the top 25. There's one guy who you may say is ranked a little too high. Made a change this offseason. We'll get to that in just a second. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. I want to remind you about our friends at Built Bar. We love brownies. You love brownies. Only thing better than brownies is brownie batter. Sometimes we eat half the batter while we're making brownies. Imagine if you could just lick that brownie spatula and get some protein in. Uh, you're in luck because Built Bar has a new creation, and this one is better than ever. It is the brownie batter puff. You heard right. This puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now at Built.com. All the Built Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate, 140 calories, 7, gram, or 7 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein packed in there. Brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day, and they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently. Uh, the brownie batter puffs will have you completely forgetting that you are eating a protein bar no need to pinch yourself. This is real life. Go to built.com right now. Get those brownie batter puffs now. Go to built.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15. That's going to get you 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order at built.com. Continue on here, Locked On SEC, and we're running through CBS Sports. They have put together their college football coaching rankings. And we ran through all the SEC coaches who were outside of the top 25. Now we dive into the top 25, and we find ourselves at number 22. With Sam Pittman at Arkansas, and here's what they say. Two years ago, before Sam Pittman began his first season in Arkansas, he was ranked number 65 in the CBS Sports Rankings. He then climbed 15 spots after he went 3-7 and seven in 2020. And it is clear that Sam Pittman math is every additional win is worth roughly five spots in these rankings. This season, he climbed another 28 spots after going from 3-7 and seven to 9-4. and four. And he finished the year ranked number 21 in the AP Top 25. Could be too big of a leap, 
But it's important to remember Arkansas went 1-23 and in the SEC in the three seasons before his arrival. They've gone 7-11 since. It is a marked improvement. And Sam Pittman is doing a heck of a job. He's recruiting well. Question is, can they get over that hump this year? Is K.J. Jefferson going to take that next leap in his development at quarterback? If he does, and that defense uh, regroups with all the losses that they had, Arkansas is going to upset some people. They're going to have a nice year. I could hear an argument that Sam Pittman is not a top 25 coach in the country, sure. But I think he's doing a heck of a job with, again, much like Heupel, the situation he walked into. He's recruited very well. Uh, I think that's a good ranking for Sam Pittman coming in at number 22. This one feels a little bit high, but <laughs> coming at number 18 on the list on CBS Sports, ranking all the college coaches, is Lane Kiffin. And here's what they say. Ladies and gentlemen, Lane has done it. He has cracked the top 25 after spending last season at number 30 following his 5-5 five and five debut with Ole Miss. He doubled his win total to 10 and reached the Sugar Bowl. Take that success, combine it with Kiffin's consistent ability to provide quotes and content, and of course he's going to be loved by a group of sports writers and sports talkers. Again, that's the people who made this list. I think we have to go with a combination of on-the-field success but also take into account he had some stud, stud talent last year that all came together to have, to have Ole Miss have one of its greatest seasons in recent history, but all that talent's gone. So I'm a little torn here. I like Lane Kiffin. I think he's a good coach. I don't know if I would call him one of the 20, or really on this list, 18 best coaches in the country. Like if I was starting a program right now, and I got my pick of any coaches in the country, I would probably name 20 other guys before I got to Lane Kiffin that I would want running my team. I'm not trying to sound like make this sound like a burn on him. I, again, I think Lane Kiffin's a great offensive mind. I think he's done a pretty good job at Ole Miss. But there's a reason why his name keeps popping up in all these coaching searches. He's trying to get out of there. He's trying to get somewhere else where he can take, uh, see if he can take his talents to the next level. Because um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really brutally tough for him to ever win the SEC West at Ole Miss. It's just when you got Saban and you got LSU, Arkansas, Auburn, Mississippi State, it, it is a brutal gauntlet you have to run every week. They did a fantastic job last year, but it was the culmination of a Matt Corral and a Snoop Connor and a Jerry Ely and so many great pieces that they had last year that are all gone. But again, just my humble opinion, I think Lane Kiffin at 18 is a little too high, but that's where CBS Sports has him. Coming in at number 16 on this list, and I think this is a fair ranking. It's Mark Stoops at Kentucky. Here's what they say. Stoops continues his steady climb as he's turned Kentucky into a respectable SEC program, which is not something anybody has ever expected from Kentucky. The Wildcats went 10-3 last year. Second time the Cats have won 10 games in a season under Stoops in the last four campaigns. Program had only two 10-win seasons in its history before Stoop showed up, 1950 and 1977. While nobody's expecting Kentucky to topple Georgia for the SEC East at this point, it would not be a major upset if they pulled off a win against the Dogs. Mark Stoops up from number 22 in the rankings last year to number 16 this year. I think that is very deserved. Again, another guy who's killing recruiting. Defense always steadily there at Kentucky. If Will Levis is that dude, which a lot of people are thinking he is, and he takes that major leap and 
know, basically performs at a Matt Corral level this year, Kentucky's going to be right there competing in the East. So Mark Stoops, number 16 in the country in their rankings, and I think that's a good, I think that's a good spot. It's a good ranking for Mark Stoops. Here's where we get a little, <laughs> we get a little um, judgy here. Coming in number seven in the country, Brian Kelly. CBS Sports says he has traded in blue and gold for purple and yellow, and he's developed a strange accent, but none of it caused our voters to change their minds about him as a coach. While he falls two spots, that's more about what happened around him in these rankings than anything Kelly did. While it's understandable if some Irish fans weren't bothered by Kelly leaving for LSU, it's surprising how easily Kelly's accomplishments in South Bend were written off as nothing more than being the coach in Notre Dame. Kelly's Irish won at least 10 games in six of the last seven seasons. That's a run the likes of which Notre Dame had not enjoyed since the 1980s. Now LSU is hoping he can bring that kind of sustained success to a program that's been too unpredictable. Brian Kelly, number five in the rankings last year, number seven here. Again, feels a little high. But what's the criteria we're judging it on? Is it total picture? Is it what everything he did at Notre Dame? Every time he's taken over a new program, he's hit the ground running pretty well. Again, where would you have Brian Kelly? I'd probably have him just outside the top 10 if I was doing this. I'd have to go through my of my coaching rankings to figure out where I put everybody, but CBS Sports puts him at number seven. And rounding out your top five, coming at number five, it is Jimbo Fisher. I said being one of the few active coaches with the national championship gives Fisher plenty of weight in these rankings, but that title was nearly a decade ago. Furthermore, Texas A&M almost reached the college football playoff in 2020, Followed it with an eight mark season, eight and four uh, record last season. I mean, Jimbo has lost at least four games in three of his first seasons in College Station. The good news is he's stacking excellent recruiting classes, but if those five star recruits don't lead the playoff berths, I don't know how long Fisher will be able to hold onto a spot in the top five. So, Jimbo Fisher, number six in their rankings a year ago, up to number five this year. Top five coach, certainly, resume shows it. Man, you're bringing all those stud. Five, four, and five-star talent, you've got to do better than eight and four. And that's weathering the storm with injuries to your quarterback and everything else. But I think that's a fair ranking. Jimbo Fisher, I think, belongs in the top five if we're talking about best coaches in the country. And then coming in the top two, pretty predictable here. But we get up to number two, and it is Kirby Smart. When we talk about Kirby at Georgia, reigning national championship coach. So Smart won a national title, something that most Dogs fans had begun to think was impossible. It took longer than hope, but felt inevitable, and it finally happened in Indianapolis earlier this year. So, of course, Kirby climbs up into these rankings. Every coach that has won a natty has made a jump. Coach O was in the top ten a couple seasons ago, and Kirby Smart shouldn't be lower than number three on anybody's ballot. But as we said already, he shouldn't be ranked ahead of Dabo Sweeney. Not yet. Even Kirby would agree with that. That's from CBS Sports. I disagree. I would put Kirby Smart ahead of Dabo Sweeney right now. That's just my opinion. So Kirby Smart comes in at number two on the best college coaches in the country. And coming in at number one, no surprise. I mean, come on. It's Nick Saban. The king stays the king. Saban is not... Only the best coach of college football today. He's the best college football coach of all time. He's got seven national championships. Uh, was close to an eighth one last year. 
As long as he's at Alabama, the Crimson Tide will be a threat to win it all every year. Nobody's going to pass him in these rankings as long as he continues coaching. Hell, he might stick around at number one in these rankings even a few years after he retires. That's what CBS Sports says. So uh, there you have it. Nick Saban, number one. Kirby Smart, number two. Jimbo Fisher, number five. Brian Kelly, number seven. Those are your four SEC coaches in the top ten. And then Mark Stoop, 16th. Lane Kiffin, 18th. Sam Pittman, 22. Mike Leach, 26. Billy Napier, 32. Too high. 33. Josh Heupel. Shane Beamer, 41. Eli Drinkwitz, 46. Brian Harson, 48. Clark Lee, 57. Man, that's some odd to say Brian Harson's the second lowest-ranked coach in the SEC. <laughs> Guy almost won the Iron Bowl. Come on. All right, there you have it. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. My thanks to all of you for watching and listening. Subscribe on our YouTube page. If you haven't yet, go to YouTube.com, search Locked on SEC. You can find us there. Again, uh, can't thank you guys enough for checking us out, making us your first listen every day. Now you can go make your second listen. Check out some of the other great uh, SEC podcasts we've got along the Locked on Podcast Network, like Locked on LSU, Locked on Gators, uh, tons of great podcasts. Go check them out wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. Talk to you guys very soon right here on Locked On SEC.